0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, you're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine, only on the BetQL Network.
1: Welcome into to Tapped Out. We have a lot going on tonight in the world of fighting with our producer, Jake Galley, and my co-host, Brendan Tobin. I'm Sean Levine, and my ADD is always in fine order. You know, I'm always looking at this, talking about that, getting distracted easily. And BT, we've got UFC going on tonight. We've got the Heavyweight Championship of the World tonight. And when I say tonight, I mean the walk is literally happening right now, partner. It's Dillian White coming in at plus 360 versus the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, back in the ring at minus 490. Before we get into it, you just said, and Tyson Fury comes out on a rhinoceros. I'm not sure if you were joking or not. Are you being serious?
0: Well, I'm not sure if I'm joking either. I mean, I can't rule it out. <laughs> I don't know what's going to go on with these, these UK boxing entrances. I, there's nothing I think I'm more jealous of in sports than just a UK boxing atmosphere. Because I'm not a huge soccer head, so I know everybody will say, like, hey, this is like how it is for uh, for the beautiful game and all that. But I'm telling you, when it comes to the singing, the atmosphere, the joyousness of just these guys supporting their own, it, 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 to me, it's the best thing in sports. I just, I love the atmosphere that it brings. And you have Tyson Fury hasn't fought there in years, now making his return for what he says is his last fight. And it's, I mean, it just looks incredible. Everybody's standing. Everybody has their their cell phone flashlights up. You know, the it's pitch black. Tyson Fury looks like he's gonna walk like four miles to get to this one ring in this giant state with nearly a hundred thousand people. It looks crazy. We need to have more outdoor venues when it comes to the
1: Octagon. I know that we've had boxing in the States, in the casinos, outside Caesar's Palace and all that stuff, but I feel like the Octagon needs to go outdoors because like you're talking about, for people that are driving around right now trying to get home in time just to watch this pay-per-view, night, I'm telling you, it is an absolute scene going on at Wembley in the UK, 80 plus thousand people packed. As BT said, the lights are a shining because the star is about to make the wall and he is known as the gypsy king tyson fury now i'm not sure why bt maybe you've got an answer to this he came in as a much heavier favorite when this fight was first announced he actually opened it around a uh, minus 650 and earlier this week he was kind of hovering around minus 550 and right now at fight time he's about minus 490 so obviously that means a lot of money's coming in on dillian white why is that
0: I just would say best guess. People are just seeing great value in Dillian white. Like the guy is a knockout artist. He's kind of like the guy. I don't want to say he's a gatekeeper. He's just kind of been out of the picture of the big three, which I would just describe as Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder. Obviously now Usyk has entered that fray because he now has the majority of the belts, but for the longest time over the last five years, it's been those three guys. Dillian Dillian white lost Anthony Joshua a pretty long time ago. Um, and he just he's been now the WBC's mandatory for years, but he's never gotten to fight for the actual belt because Deontay has been fighting Tyson Fury in this series back and forth. And so this is his opportunity. He did have a loss pretty recently where he got knocked out by Alexander Povetkin, and then came back and avenged that loss where, knocked, where he knocked him out. But he's a very very talented guy. He's got he's got serious knockout power. You know, 19 of his 28 wins are via knockout. And Tyson Fury has shown, even though he's got godlike ability to get up after getting hit to the canvas, it is uh, he is a little bit chinny. And he is if you, if you hit him square, you can put him on the canvas. So I think that is probably where it is in, that people just see value in Dillian White tonight because it is heavyweight boxing. And Tyson Fury is also making it very clear. This is his last fight. So maybe, even though I think he had like a 12-week training camp for this, maybe people are thinking, all right, is he going to be as into this? Is his head going to be in it? So those are some of my theories as to why some of the money would be coming in on White.
1: Yeah, I'm a gambling man. My bet would be that it's not. I know that he said that it was his last fight, but that's what boxers say. How many times have we seen? Yeah. you name it, retire. I mean, I was there the first time that Manny Pacquiao retired out in Las Vegas, and that was almost ten years ago at this point. So,
0: I mean, there's not I, a, there, yeah, there's not a least uh, a less tr- more trustable athlete than. Uh, on retirements than than boxers like it's, when it's you come with bad. another
1: term for it when boxers retire because compared to the rest of us that have jobs when we retire yes. we're done these guys they don't their time Brady is what they do they go away for a minute Brendan Tobin Sean Levine producer Jake Galley's in Philly and he'll keep us updated on what's going on with this fight he'll also keep us updated on the live odds right now as they make the walk you can get Ian White at, my, at plus 360 Tyson Fury the champion at minus 490 you mentioned the past two fights for Dillian White, the splits versus Povetkin. In the case of Tyson Fury, his last couple of fights, obviously he looked awesome against Deontay Wilder. So when it comes to confidence, it feels like that's all on the side of Tyson Fury. I mean, this is a guy who is as confident as any, any heavyweight fighter has ever been in himself.
0: Very much so. And I think that he has shown uh, a, a real great ability and adjustment. You know, we, we talk about in, in the Mixed Martial Arts with how we saw Khabib, looked like he was getting even better as he was about to, as he, as he rode off into the sunset. And I think one of the things that's interesting about Tyson is that this guy was more of a stick and move type of fighter. You know, for the size that he is at six nine, he was not a knockout artist. You know, he won the championship against Vladimir Klitschko, basically boring him to death, kind of lulling him into things and 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 just, just sticking and moving. And then something happened after getting knocked down in that 12th round. Against Deontay Wilder, where this guy says, "I got to use my size to my advantage," and and by that I don't mean using my giant reach and sticking a jab in somebody's face. No, I'm going to go maul people. I'm going to go press my weight upon them. I'm going to really exhaust them and wear them out because this is crazy. Like in a in a sport with heavyweights that are probably bigger than heavyweights have ever been. This dude's bigger than everybody. He's six nine, you know, two sixty, and you know he's not as heavy as he was for the Wilder fight, which is interesting. But yeah. he has definitely been a guy who has definitely learned to use his body to wear people out, which is a fascinating thing about him. Um, but that being said, in two of the three wilder fights, he was very close to losing. I mean, he is he's a half second away from the ref counting him out in the first fight. and that's that third fight, I mean it was he took some bombs. you know, and so credit to him that he's got that kind of willpower to come back. But there are opportunities there to beat Tyson Fury. He's just shown an iron will to get through it.
1: Funny you say that. So one of the props that I played, BT, is Will Tyson Fury get knocked down at three to one odds. And I played it thinking he almost always gets knocked down. I went back and watched a bunch of his fights, and it's almost like, I don't think anybody, and I don't think that Dillian White, unless he really catches his chin, is going to knock him out tonight. But can he knock him down to pay me three, three and a half to one? Yeah, that's why I bet on it. Like, we've seen Tyson Fury, as you mentioned, in the last couple of fights versus Deontay Wilder. I don't know if I agree that he was vulnerable or maybe close to losing those fights. I kind of felt like he was waiting for the count, taking his breath, kind of knew what the situation was. It was going to go to the scorecards. He was looking pretty good. I do think, though, that he's going to get knocked down at some point in this fight, or that Dillian White's going to have his moments.
0: Yeah, this this doesn't have the makings of a fight that will go the distance in my mind, just because I feel like Dillian White has to take a lot of risks.
1: About even money, fight. for the record, for the gamblers out there, if it's going to go distance. It's close to even money right now.
0: I, I just feel like it, the way I would see that happening is if, if we see Dillian White knock him down early, and Tyson Fury is like, Whoa. I just I'm gonna I'm not gonna deal with this anymore, or I'm not I'm not comfortable with this, and I'm gonna go to my natural roots, which is usually being a a skilled boxer and trying out point people. But I feel like more likely, like these guys are are going to be in a firefight. I feel like Dillian White has to get within that reach. I think that leaves him vulnerable. Maybe he gets him a couple times, like we've seen Tyson Fury get caught. But uh, for me, I look at this and I say. That usually will end with maybe something uh, catastrophic happened to Dillian White, like it did when he he fought Povetkin.
1: Dillian White's about three and a half to one to win this fight. To me, that's crazy. Now, boxing is much more your thing than it is mine, but I've always paid attention to Tyson Fury. And, I mean, the guy has been dominant recently. I don't understand why. It feels to me like Dillian White should be closer to like a six to one, seven to one. I don't think you can make enough money on it. Would you put your money on it now that they're about to step into the ring?
0: Um, I, I'm I'm with you. I believe Dyson Fury is the better fighter. I think he's very clearly the best heavyweight on the planet. I mean, you're but, gonna be shocked, right? Like in 20 minutes,
1: if Dillian White we're talking about, ends up putting him on his ass and winning this fight, you're gonna be pretty damn shocked. It would
0: be pretty crazy. It would be crazy. Um, but he is, but that's that that is what his power is. Like he is, he's a very, very dangerous fighter. This is not a guy. If he was to take on some other heavyweights, it, even if we were taking on a guy like Usyk, I'd be like, All right, can Usyk you know, outsmart Tyson Fury? Can he outskill Tyson Fury? You know, that's a very, very big challenge. But, you know, when you're talking about a guy who knows that he has to go in there and probably knock Tyson Fury out, um, but he's very capable of it. And the thing the thing that diff- I think differs from him than Deontay Wilder is, you know, Dillian White, he's got power in both hands. He's a little just, he's just a little bit more well-rounded than Deontay Wilder is. He's just a little, he's got a little bit more of an arsenal where Deontay Wilder, it's basically... We know what he's doing. He's looking for the right-hand bomb. Well, this guy, he can go to the body. He can use uh, multiple combinations. So that's, I think, what makes him a little bit more interesting, a little bit more uh, dangerous against a guy like Tyson Fury. I still think Fury wins because I think he's better, but I, I do think that he's he's got to be very wary. There's a reason why Tyson Fury puts so much into this training camp.
1: The, uh, both fighters are in the ring, they're introducing the referee, so we are moments away from this fight getting underway, the heavyweight championship of the world from Wembley, but it is not the only fight going on, we're breaking it all down tonight on Left Out with Jay Galley and Brendan Tobin, I'm Sean Levine, we've also got Octagon Action, the UFC back in Vegas, Vegas 52 to be exact, Amanda Limos at the top of the card, plus 176 taking on Jessica Andrade at minus two ten. It just feels to me like when Andrade is on her game, she's darn near unbeatable. I mean, we've seen her beat the best at times, and I think that's what she's going to be tonight. I'm willing to pay the minus two ten on Andrade.
0: Yeah, Limos is uh, is a, is a very dangerous fighter for a strawweight. You know, I think we always think that you know these things are going to be decision fest, but you know, she has shown an ability to put her opponents away and do it in really really quick fashion. Uh, Andrade has been in some firefights. stuff. So I just think that you just look at the strength of schedule, like you said, like the people that Andrade has been in there with and beaten too. Uh, You know, this, this woman was very recently, the strongweight champion of the world, beating Rose Nama Yunus, who's now back on top. Uh, Lemos is, you look at who she's taking on and it's like, probably the name you recognize the most is Angela Hill. Who's, you know, a very good veteran and, and has some talent, but I think you're taking on a a former champion. This is a huge step up for, uh, for Amanda Lemos. Yeah, no doubt. Andrade put Rose right on her head, put her out for a while. Although,
1: speak for yourself when it comes to the ladies and betting the knockouts. You've only had money on Meatball McCann a couple of weeks ago, so I'm willing to bet that one. And I like Andrade to win this fight, actually, and finish it. You've got Clay Guida fighting again tonight. It feels to me like this guy's been fighting longer than anybody in the history of the UFC. Like... He's Cowboy Cerrone, but started before him, but I'm still going to bet him tonight. Every time he steps at the Octagon, I got to play Clay Guida. Not to finish, but for the fight to go to distance by Guida, that's one of my favorite bets to make. The
0: thing that I just worry about, you know, taking on a guy in like Claudio Puez is that he's young. He's like, he's, you know, this is a guy who is kind of on the up. He's got a nice win streak put together. He's won four straight. Um, and I think with Clay Guida, I look back at a lot of his wins recently and I'm seeing Joe Lozon. I'm seeing BJ Penn, I'm seeing Michael Johnson, I'm seeing Leandro Santos, who's 40. Uh, that's a lot of old guys. And so, like, he's beaten, he's like the best of the senior tour, you know what I'm saying, with Clay Guida? I'm a little bit worried about him taking on a dude who's in his prime and it is riding high right now. Speaking of old
1: guys, or old-ish at this point, it looks like we're going to get John Jones back in the octagon. The rumors are getting to be real, at least it sounds like. Versus Stepe Miocic And if it happens, the odds early look like this. Stepe, wait for this one, plus 170. How are we going to call this guy the greatest heavyweight of all time? He's going to take on John Jones, who's been out since about the Nixon administration. He's going to come back as a heavyweight for the first time,
0: and we're going to call him a minus 200 favorite. What are we doing here? I'm surprised you're surprised. Like, I know you keep having this discussion. Like, you think John's coming out of the, uh, the retirement home like the guy has been training it's not like he's just been sitting on his ass he said he's been very clearly trying to get himself set for heavyweight i get it i you know you say a very interesting thing there you say steve baby may be the best heavyweight of all time right he's going up against a guy who may be the best fighter of all time so i'm i think people are just believing in the skill set believing in a john jones who i think what you know the one thing that we could really compare it to is when he made that first comeback and that run back to the title Taking on, you know, the likes of Gustafsson and taking on Daniel Cormier again. I think a motivated John Jones is is so, so dangerous. You know, yeah, we could read into the Tiago Santos law, the Tiago Santos split decision or the Dominic Reyes split decision. I just don't think he gave a rat's ass about those fights. I think that I think motivation, I think legacy matters a lot to him. And I think I think he's rightfully the favorite in this one. Goodness gracious, the love for John Jones. What did Beyonce say?
1: If you like it, you better put a ring on it. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine, Jake Galley here. And the fight is underway. The heavyweight championship of the world, Dillian White taking on Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury in the white, Dillian, uh, uh, excuse me here. So we got Dillian White in the black shorts, and we've got Tyson Fury in the white. Early on, Tyson Fury's jab is looking good, although it feels like with Dillian White, he's the guy that does have the power, if there is that guy, to take on a guy like Tyson Fury. Both these guys looking absolutely huge in the ring. After we come back, Jake will get us the live odds. The first round will be in the books. So we've got the championship fight when it comes to boxing at Wembley. We've got UFC in Las Vegas. It's Amanda Limos taking on Jessica Andrade and a lot of fun along the way. Coming up next, we're going to break things down, whether it's boxing or UFC. We got Manpreet Joss from MMA, lock of the night coming up next. You're locked in to the Beck UL network.